Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Let's do this thing called the Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. You slide up into the DMs and you get your question answered here on the mailbag. Obviously, this one's on the weekend. You might be listening on Saturday. You might be listening on Sunday. Who knows? I don't. But all I care is that you listen. Uh, and we also do it. I put, I put another one on Tuesday's pod as well. But we'll fire in the DMs and we'll answer the questions. Hope everyone's having a good weekend. And uh, I sure I am too. But who knows? Maybe I'm not. Chris, question for the pot. Do you think it's at all likely that Kyler Murray could be using Cliff's contract extension as a little leverage in his own negotiations? The two have been attached to the hip since the moment Cliff was hired, and it feels like Kyler might be taking advantage of the fact that Cliff is so publicly enamored by him. It's hard to shake the memory of his gutless, love that word, playoff performance, and mind-blowing that he's threatening the Cardinals with a holdout after that. Also, 
How much involvement do head coaches typically have in a contract negotiation for quarterbacks they've played a role in drafting? And do you think Cliff would be more wise to tie himself to even tighter to Kyler by pounding the table for him again or letting the situation play out organically? That is a good question, my man. I think this is a complicated situation. Now, I have a checkered history with the head coach in terms of talking about him. I There are certain things in my life that have never changed and will never change, right? The, the way I was raised, the way I'm, I've told to act around just people, the way you treat people. Like I, I've been thinking about that type of stuff since I could breathe and walk and could cognitively communicate. Like th- That's just never going to change. I'd say the way I think about money uh, has been pretty consistent for 25 years now. I would say football philosophies have been pretty, like what I look for in a football coach and the way I want a team to play hasn't changed for a decade, probably is not changing the rest of my life. Now, my food tastes have changed, my clothes tastes have changed, my tastes in who I'm dating have changed, like some things change, some things don't. And me and Cliff will never see eye to eye philosophically on the sport. But, He's probably been better than I gave him credit for, right? Made the playoffs his third year, had the best season of his career as a coach. But I do believe the Cardinals do not want to pay him. And that is not up to Cliff. Now, Cliff's influence, if Cliff still likes Kyler and maybe after last year got weird, who knows? Maybe they're not in love with each other anymore. Still like each other, right? People get divorces, can still like each other. Now, I don't think they're going to get divorced. Like He's going to be their quarterback, but they're not going to pay him. And the story that came out, like, is he going to hold out? It's getting weird. Eric Burkhart, the agent who I like, has uh, come on this podcast a long time ago before the inception of the volume. And he's a good guy, even though I've been critical of his clients. Like, we, we get along. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never, I haven't asked him. But I would imagine Kyler is forcing his hand on this one, the way he's doing this, because it doesn't quite make much sense. I, I wouldn't pay him. And if I was Steve Kime and I was the owner under no circumstances, am I paying Kyler Murray? So I, I just don't think Cliff, like does Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Pete Carroll, Bill, obviously Bill Belichick. Yeah, they got a lot of juice on who gets paid and who doesn't get paid. In this situation, Kyler, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, like those guys got juice. I don't know if Cliff has much juice in this situation. And who knows? Like why, why if you're Cliff, why would you want to tie yourself to him? Like just play it out. You already are tied to him, right? So why, why can't we just let this thing play out? Can you explain the difference in Hill leaving KC and Adams leaving Green Bay? My Packer buddies don't blame Rodgers at all for Adams leaving. I do. But I don't blame Mahomes at all for Hill leaving, and they do. Well, Devontae Adams wanted to leave. He told Gudikins and LaFleur, called them up at the Combine, or maybe it was after the Combine, said, I'm not resigning with you. I do not want to be a Green Bay Packer. Tyreek Hill wanted, and ultimately, they said, okay. The, the Chiefs made Tyreek Hill a final offer that I guess was pretty good, according to all reports. And he thought about signing it. He was blown away. He didn't think they would go that high. Like, he, I think he likes Andy, obviously likes Patrick Mahomes. Like, he just, they just got way more money. Like, to me, Tyreek Hill's situation is simply about money. The Chiefs were not willing to pay him as much as the Miami Dolphins. Now, I know he wasn't a free agent, but then the Chiefs realized, like, okay, we'll just go our separate ways. The Green Bay Packers did not want to trade Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams told, the Green Bay Packers, I'm out. I'm gone. It's over. So I, I just think those situations are different that way. I, I don't know the quarterbacks, one way or the other, they would have had. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know how much influence either guy had, to be honest with you, good or bad. 
I'm a huge Buccaneers fan and was wondering, is there anything the Bucs can do to take them over the top and just trying to win another championship? If we play the Rams again in the playoffs, I don't love our chances. Just want Tom to have come back for one for a reason. Thanks for being authentic. Really enjoy the pot. I, I mean, I just, why wouldn't, they almost beat them last year. I know, listen, that game was weird. They were fumbling a bunch, but the Bucs could easily win that game. And if the Bucs win that game, like I think the Bucs are a much worse matchup for the Niners. They might destroy the Niners in the championship game. The Niners could not cover anybody, and obviously Tom Brady slinging that thing around. So I, I think you guys are fine. You got Tom freaking Brady. You know, you got a really good roster. You got an excellent GM. You guys are in good shape. I just think your, your roster, you're, you're ready to roll. I'd be very, very bullish on my chances. Your division sucks. You're going to be a playoff team. Then take your chances. Home, home field advantage. You had. And you, you had, you know, an all-time bad game by your running backs putting the ball on the ground. Love the show. Discovered it earlier this year. You may be blunt, but direct and honest. And you're a fan of the game. I'm born and raised a Charger fan. So I'm used to heartbreak. From getting torched by Jerry Rice in the Super Bowl. I remember that. Three touchdowns. To wasting a prime LT, Rivers and Gates, and choking in the playoffs in the early 2000s. I still have the bitter taste on how last season ended, but I'm hopeful. My question to you is on paper with the roster we have on both sides of the ball, do you think we can make it to the AFC, make it out of the AFC West and make a playoff push? Football can't come back soon enough. I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, your roster on paper is as good as anyone in the NFL. So to me, you should view yourself as a Super Bowl contender. Period, point blank, end of story, lock and load, buckle up, let's try to win the Super Bowl. You have a Super Bowl caliber team. Now it's going to come down to, can you win the actual fucking games? <laughs> right? Can Brandon Staley coach? Because your team is loaded. Got a question for you. I know you're a big Shefty fan. Of course he's great at what he does. I just wanted to get your opinion on some of the backlash he's gotten lately with reports like Brady retirement, before Tom can say anything himself, or even Haskins tweet, where he talked about his failures along with his unfortunate death. You think he was out of pocket? Deserve criticism? Thanks, John. Keep up the good work. Well, to me, there's no criticism in Tom Brady thing. His job is not... His job is to break the story. And Tom Brady was going to retire. He had the story. He reported it. And a couple days later, Tom Brady retired. Adam Schefter won. Tom Brady zero. <laughs> now, obviously, Tom came back, but Tom Brady retired. Like, Adam Schefter... There is no criticism on that. That does not... Ex like... Adam Schefter won that one. Just because you announced something, obviously Tom Tom lied, said I hadn't made my decision. He was lying. Like I, To me, Adam Schefter deserves no criticism there. Now, the Dwayne Haskins thing, yeah, is a poor choice of words. Like, we're humans. We're allowed to make mistakes. He deleted it, moved on, put out an apology. Like, obviously, you know, you don't want to make a mistake when a guy dies. But I also think that the Twitter and our culture, like, especially the business he's in, it's just like you, you don't get much time to think. You just got to report. And ultimately, let's face it, again, like it is, I, I can't even fathom a guy 23, 24 years old, dies, whether he's an NFL football player or he's just a normal human, you know, that just works a sales job. Like that's just, he's married, uh, his parents, like that's just, you don't, you don't wish that upon anybody. It's that's that's a terrible terrible situation. We all agree. But I also think like Twitter, fifteen percent of society's on Twitter. So yeah, like Twitter got mad. People got mad. I I get it. They have the right to get mad. But th that, does that really impact anything? Ultimately, it's pretty irrelevant. 
I, I love that Elon's pissing off everyone on Twitter. Because at the end of the day, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, like LinkedIn, th- these these other social media places dwarf. But Twitter, because the media is obsessed and addicted. And listen, I, I, I fight it. I go on. I mean, I have addictive qualities with the app, though I, I hate a lot of the things I see. The media thinks it's the media gives away all their content for free. But it, and honestly, Schefter gives away a lot of. I mean, he breaks all of his. I, they, how does ESPN monetize any of that? Obviously, Adam makes a lot of money. But now I'm getting off topic. I, yeah, I mean, it's just a mistake he made. We all we all make mistakes. I, I just I I don't really have other than that. Like it doesn't it doesn't really impact anything. It's kind of irrelevant. Like the other story that day was Gil Brandt, who's ninety fucking years old. Who cares what a 90-year-old says? Honestly. Like, who, who goes to his uh, for his opinion on something? Most 90-year-olds are not Warren Buffett cognitively. So everyone ganging up on Gil Brandt, like, he's 90. I, I don't... What he says, good, bad, indifferent, anything, I, is irrelevant. To me, Gil Brandt, people should have got mad at serious. Stop rolling him out. Stop putting him on your channel. But I don't blame Gil Brandt for anything. Because at 90 years old, I, I don't... Who knows what's going to come out of his mouth? I expect craziness. If you just went around and asked the random 90-year-old about different things in life, you would get crazy answers. So Schefter made a mistake. He apologized. What else can happen? He, and also, he apologized to a tiny subset of America. To me, if like Twitter was Facebook and infinitely more people are on, I would say it'd be a bigger deal. Everyone feels that it's big. Now, Schefter has 10 million people following him or whatever. John, this is from Julia's Instagram, but he said, I had to use my fiance's Insta to message you. Name is Justin. Question for the bag. Which GM do you think is under the most pressure to do well in this draft or end up like Gettleman and never be allowed in the football organization again? Also, we live in South Tempe, about a mile from the Cardinals training facility. If you ever need a place to stay while house hunting or visiting Arizona, we have a room. I'm getting invited to go stay with my new friends, Justin and Julia. Thank you. But, you know, I'm a grown-up. I can get a hotel room. You know, I don't want to I don't want to intrude. So especially, you know, fiance, you're not married. You know, who is this guy? What's this ball guy's deal? Wait, how do you know him? Yeah, I listen to a show. You know, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> I, I could ruin a relationship before it even starts. Uh, most pressure in this draft... That's a pretty good question. I'd say, I mean, it's not. I think Gudikins is good. And Gudikins, I mean, Gettleman's a joke. But he is under some pressure. I mean, they have one of the best players in the league. I mean, arguably the best. And they don't have any receivers. I mean, they signed Sammy Watkins. I'm recording this on Thursday because I might be playing a little golf on Friday. And, you know, I don't know how many pops I'm going to have. So if I'm, you know, wouldn't know if I could do the mailbag. So I record this Thursday afternoon. That Sammy Watkins story broke right before I was recording this. Uh, but I mean, Sammy Watkins is not like he's not Jerry Rice. He's just gonna have to do it. If you have Apple TV, watch Severance to steal one of your favorite phrases. It's elite. I actually do have Apple TV because some of you guys, maybe it wasn't even you guys, had recommended that We Work show with Jared Leto. It is fantastic. I am. I, I'm like four episodes in. That show. Talk about elite. That show is extremely entertaining. Do you know? Sometimes I get mad. I'm like, I probably have like like most of you listening like 10 subscriptions right i got hulu i got paramount plus i got hbo i got 
you know, Netflix. I got Amazon Prime. I got Comcast, my TV, you know, I got ESPN Plus. I got, I got all this stuff. But every once in a while, I'd be like, why am I paying for it? And I, I haven't watched Apple Plus since Ted Lasso. And I'm like, I wonder if I have Apple Plus. And I went to it on my smart TV and I had it. And then I went to watch it. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to sign up for this again. I just had it. So it was, it's worth all the money I've been paying, you know, Tim Cook and Steve Jobs. The NBA play-in tournament, and there are no sure things, except one. Bet at least $20 in same-game parlays on FanDuel Sportsbook, and you'll get an instant bonus. Win or lose. That's right. Not only do you get to enjoy the NBA's best duking it out for the right to advance to the playoffs, but FanDuel's giving all customers a bonus for getting in on the action. Oh, and the more you bet, the bigger your bonus. FanDuel is the official partner of the NBA. Their app is safe, easy to use, and you'll get your winnings fast. New to FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today with promo code Colin to make every moment more. So don't just watch the NBA playing tournament. Be part of it. Bet at least $20 in same-game parlays and get an instant bonus. Win or lose. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. 
So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm a big Chiefs fan. My family is Arkansas Razorbacks football season ticket holders. I've watched Traylon Burks be the best player on the field, maybe with the exception of when we played Alabama, for three years. I remember when I first saw him play. He was returning a kick and I said, good Lord, who is this guy? I like reading your questions like I'm, uh, you know, like reading a book to a class. My father-in-law told me that he, it was his freshman from Warren, Arkansas. I told him he'll be an NFL player. The guy is a stud. My question, where do you think he goes in the draft? And could you picture a scenario where the Chiefs could use some draft capital and move up to get him? I know several people rated him between 4th and 7th. I've talked to a couple people about him. They both thought that his true value was like late 1, early 2. Because he's kind of a raw product. But like you said, he is really talented. And he can do a lot of different things. Now, I think right now he doesn't do one thing specifically well. And he's going to have to learn kind of how to play, become a good route runner. But I, I, I could see the Chiefs taking him. Like pick 22. You know, get that guy with Andy and Mahomes. Start molding him. Isn't it cool? You know, obviously, if you're like Alabama or Ohio State, you get, you just get, or Oklahoma season ticket holder. You're very spoiled. Like every year, it's like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, that's Adrian Peterson. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, that's Kyler Murray. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, that's another Bosa brother. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, that's Chase Young. Who's this? Oh, that's, you know, Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper. Like, most programs are pretty spoiled. I think it's cool to root for a program that's not like a consistent top 10 program. And when you get a guy like that, it is just awesome. You get to take a lot of pride in him. Then you get invested wherever he goes, if your team drafts him. But even if the Cowboys draft him or whoever drafts him, you're going to root for that player the rest of your life. That's fun. I, I like this. Your, your head coach, Sam Pittman, big fan. That, that guy can coach. That guy, that guy. How about Arkansas Athletics? They got Eric Musselman is kicking ass and taking names. He's got one of the best college basketball programs in the country. I think he just landed like three of the top 10 players in the country, all McDonald's, all Americans. His team is going to be, I saw Jeff Goodman has the, Arkansas next year as the number one preseason team. Your football team is legit. You got John Daly's kid on the golf team. You guys, I think your baseball team is pretty good. Do not, do not sleep on Arkansas athletics. My name is Jacob Ramsey. I'm a fellow NorCal dude. 
like yourself, from San Ramon, which, for those of you not, is right down the street from me. I've been listening to you since the Raiders postgame, and I'm a big fan. I enjoyed your ham pod where you interviewed Khalil Shakur. We had on Boise's wide receiver on my other podcast, who's like, you know, probably like a third, fourth round guy. He ran a 4-3 at the Combine. High-level guy. Very impressive. I highly suggest Nevada's Cole Turner or Carson Strong. I played in Nevada in 18 while they both were freshmen. I like this. This is good inside information. Strong is from Vacaville and has an interesting story in terms of recruitment and past knee surgeries. Turner is from Oregon and was a whiteout while I was there, and he turned himself into a 240-pound tight end. Anyways, thanks for the great content. This guy was just shooting me a note. I like that. It's always cool, like, you know, if you're not going to be an NFL player, but you get to play Division I football, like, more than likely, the I'd say the one thing that we don't have on the, like on the West Coast, beside the Pac-12, we only have a couple schools, right? For a lot of you guys, like, we don't have many Division I AA schools out here. You know, there is, you know, going to Nevada, going to Fresno State, going to San Diego State, like, that's a pretty big deal. If, if you, like, if I was in high school and someone went to Fresno State, like, some of our best players in Sacramento went to Fresno State. Obviously, I when I worked at Fresno State, we were getting, you know, there's a big drop-off. Like, in the South, you guys have so many different divisions. So, if you play at Nevada, I mean, pump a bunch of guys in the league. What should the Carolina Panthers do with a sixth pick? Personally, I think they should take one of the left tackles available and trade down to get some day two picks and give Darnold one more year because of the current quarterbacks are no better. P.S. For once, I agree with a Cowboys fan. <laughs> the Last Kingdom on Netflix is incredible. Must watch. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I and I think that they're going to end up with Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback of the Panthers, and they'll just end up taking other players. So my, my guess would be they take, yeah, uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and they just improve their team. Listen to the Khalil interview, watch some highlights of the guy, and comparing him to Thielen and Anquan Bolden, in my mind, gets open without being the quickest guy on the field, not afraid of contact, and has sure hands. What are your thoughts on those comps in general comparing prospects to guys in the league? Any good ones for this year's draft come to mind? I think comps, I think you got to be careful with comps because I think our first reaction is, and I, I was not great at comps, but you'd be like, I remember be like, Rob, I think Robert Woods is going to be like Reggie Wayne. And you said you think that Khalil Shakur is going to be like Adam Thielen. And if you think, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be like, I, I don't believe this, but let's just say a Bosa brother. You notice most of the comps are always going to be really, really good. But there are only so many good players. Most players, because you wouldn't be like, you know, <laughs> I think this guy is going to be like Cedric Wilson. Of the Cowboys, or he's now in the Dolphins, right? I think this guy's going to be a lot like Casey Keenum. Case Keenum. I think this guy's going to be a lot like some random D lineman. You always be like, I, this guy's like, you know, Ray Lewis, right? This, you know, I see a little Richard Sherman. You know, we do it in basketball all the time. This guy's like Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. No, probably not. I mean, this, that's that's not the case. So that, that's where I think comps are very very hard. Because your comps always like use Adam Thielen and Anquan Bolden. I mean, those guys are elite players. I mean, probably not Hall of Famers either one, but like Pro Bowls, touchdown make, dominant players. Most guys in the league are not that. It's why like I, I remember Christian McCaffrey was coming out. And I was like, you know, I think he's going to end up being more of a receiver and be like Julian Edelman. 
Now, I was wrong when he was healthy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's way better. I, he's just he's an elite player. Now, he can't stay healthy. But I, I think trying to do that, I think this guy's like Hunter Renfro. But you just you'd rather say, like, I think this guy's Cooper Cup. Now, Hunter Renfro's pretty good. But you, you know what I mean? You you always like, I think this guy could be like uh, Josh Allen. No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen looks like he's going to the Hall of Fame. What are your top five most accurate evaluations when you were a scout? What were the five least accurate evaluations? Well, when I worked in the office for two years, I did pro guys. So in in I only really did college for one year. And it was, you know, Deion Jordan, Robert Woods, like Kelsey, Eifert. You know, it was the whatever, 13 class, Lane Johnson's year. But in pro, you spend so much time doing pro, you're really just like updating their grade, right? I, so like when people like, I, I didn't do college for that long. And my, I really got to just work on the road one year. I was pretty good at it. I, I was going to be like, this is going to be a good profession for me. But the I didn't like pro as much because you're just, I bored me. But it made me a way better. When I transitioned to college, I knew the NFL so well. And uh, so most of my evaluations like in my career were grading practice squad guys. Were I, Honestly, my greatest evaluation of all time was Andrew Sandejo. He played in the UFL. I think that's what it was called. And I remember going, this guy's good. He did not have a grade in our system. Now, he was never drafted. He, he he probably didn't have a grade in anyone's system. But he was fucking unreal in this little league that had like the Sacramento Mountain Lions and, you know, the Omaha, Cornhusk. Who do, they, the league, it lasted a year. I remember going into Lewis Riddick's office. I'm like, this dude can play. People were kind of making fun of me. So, Dale had like a 10-year career. I knew it. I knew it. That's, I take a lot of pride in Andrew Sandeo. He doesn't even know it. But if I ever met him, I'd say I saw something in you. You didn't know I did, but I did. From Australia, your insight in the league and your takes on not only top stories, but also the visibility you provide to multiple multitude of players. I'm a massive Patriot fan and was wondering if you think we need to prioritize speed at the second level of our defense or wide receiver in the draft. I think N'Kobe Dean is a beast, and if we want to go defense, I think he's a great pick. Pretty sure he's smaller, and I don't know if Belichick loves smaller linebackers. I understand we have a lot of work to do to be able to compete at the top of the AFC. So, uh, our draft, who should we draft? Uh, <clears throat> also, if you ever make it over to Cindy, Sydney, I would love to go. Gambling is huge over here. You'd love it. Sounds like my type of place. My dad used to go to New Zealand with his dad. I never made it to Australia, but I did go to New Zealand once. Love the Kiwis. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I would say receiver would be near the t- top of the priority. I mean, you've lost Gilmore and J.C. Jackson back-to-back years, so you're going to need to improve your DBs. I think you could easily take a DB, probably DB or wide receiver. I mean, what if, you know, Sauce Gardner, the kid from uh, from Cincinnati, he'd be gone. Stingley, who knows? Maybe he falls. Now, I, your pick, you guys were a playoff team, so I would imagine your pick's in the early 20s. You could always take a wide receiver or just take linemen. Like last year, in the second round, they traded up. They got, what's his name, Bazemore? Is that his name? The the D-tackle from Alabama. That guy's good. Belichick had a good draft last year, partly because I think he's listening to his scouts. Novel concept. Keep up the great work. I'm a Gamecock alum and was wondering if you had any thoughts on Shane Beamer and what he is building 
at South Carolina. Getting Spencer Rattler has me cautiously optimistic, but we have obviously been let down before. Curious to see what someone outside of a program thinks. Well, when he worked at Oklahoma, uh, the guy that hired me at Fresno State still works at Oklahoma. He worked under Stoops. He worked under Lincoln, and now he's under uh, uh, Venables. Loves him. This guy is well-liked. Shane Beamer is just a high-energy, high-level guy. To me, I don't I don't really like Spencer Rattler, so I'm not putting that much stock, but I actually think you got a good young coach. You know, obviously he comes from pretty special stock. I mean, his dad was, I mean, made Virginia Tech into what it was. So I, I'm very bullish. Now the problem is Georgia's a powerhouse. Kentucky is really good. Your rival Clemson is always going to be better than you as long as Dabo's there. Florida, if this coach, which, you know, I think is pretty good. Could be pretty strong. And Josh Heupel actually is not bad. So years ago when the East was down and you you had some of those moments with Spurrier, you know, you had those like three straight years, I think of like 11 or 12 wins. It's just going to get way harder. And then I, I don't know who your rival is in the other division, but you end up playing some of those teams that obviously, you know, the West is loaded. It's very difficult. I think it's going to be difficult. I think successful years at South Carolina, you win eight games and in bowl games and have like a big upset a year, right? Beat a Florida, beat a Georgia, beat a LSU, like just one of those type wins a year. He's doing a hell of a job. I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. I don't, I've never met him personally, but I, I think I see a lot of his stuff on like social media. Feels like he's just a high level guy. Thanks for keeping it real. I find myself looking forward to your podcast. You mentioned Leah Thomas a couple pods ago. And then said something like the effect of it's probably not the time or place to have an opinion on this. And then you stopped saying more. You chuckled though, which made me laugh a little too. My question, are you willing to share your thoughts on Leah Thomas charade on the pod or is it too polarizing? I don't think it's polarizing at all. I think the majority of humans agree it's not fair for her to swim against girls. That is not a polarizing take. That's every single human I know says, yeah, that's unfair. It's not fair. She's going to win. She's going to dominate when she swims against the girls. Clearly, we live in a weird world right now where the NCAA is letting people... Yeah. Holler if you're ever in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I just... It's unfair. Like, I mean, I, who's disagreeing with that, though? Like, I, I, that's, to me, like, there's not... There's such a... And this is where Twitter... Twitter is such a small percentage of people. Like, who's really saying, like, that's fair? Like, Nobody. No human is saying that. Now, the media is so, they don't have any balls. They're scared they wouldn't say that because, like, they're just obsessed with all thinking the same, even though they all probably agree that, like, yeah, it's not fair. Uh, love the pot. Where are you at on Aiden Hutchinson? I watched him against decent to above average O-lines and didn't see an elite player. UGA pushed him around a little bit like a geek in high school locker room. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's solid. Uh, I would just be very hesitant. I talked about this on Friday's show that of the, when you say a guy has a really high floor, there is no guaranteed floor in the league. There just isn't. And he's obviously had a hell of a season. He was really productive. Whenever you watch Michigan play, he was dominant, except that Georgia game. I haven't gone and studied the film, but the knock on him is he didn't look good, right? But, there is no guarantee that you have to take this guy in the top 10, really probably the top five. When you take a top five pick and that guy's not a consistent pro bowler, it does not feel great. Do I think this guy's going to go to pro bowls? Probably not. 
but is he going to be a really good player? Probably, but like Solomon Thomas and Cleland Farrell. Now, this guy's a better prospect than those guys. But I there's, there's risk in quote-unquote high-floor, low-ceiling guys. Been listening to the pod for a few months and love it. Non-sports question. I'm headed out to San Francisco next month for a vacation and wondered if you had any restaurant recommendations. I love to get some fresh seafood, but any food recommendations would be greatly appreciated. I think is might be the best pizza in America. It's called Tony's. It's in North Beach, which is like the Italian area in San Francisco. It's where all the Italian food is there, and it's elite. I would go to Tony's Pizza, and I would eat. That's That would be my number one recommendation. For the most part, I... You know, San Francisco's been shut down for a couple years. When I lived there, I wasn't really eating at nice restaurants. I honestly haven't been to that many, you know, of the super high-end restaurants in the city. Um, I I could tell you better ones like around where I live, but I'd, I'd recommend Tony's Pizza. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a good weekend or maybe week coming up. And Godspeed. Adios. See ya. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel every weekday. Our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep Cook and Store System 
keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust Reduction.